Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hello and welcome to The Practice Podcast. I am Jeffrey Bast. And I am Brett Amron. And today we are going to talk about a new topic, the pandemic. We are... <laughs> Now on the one-year anniversary, or about the one-year anniversary of the pandemic and largely closing of our society, including our business, temporarily anyways. And so Brett and I thought it was a good time to reflect on this past year, what we've learned and what we can expect in the coming year. Yeah, I heard a lot, read a lot and heard a lot in the last week or so about people sort of reflecting and Obviously, when you say the pandemic hit, I mean, it kind of hit differently. And my kids asked me, they said, well, it didn't really hit. Like it wasn't a hurricane. I mean, it didn't on one day at one time. Right. And that's true. So it's sort of different for different people, right? And this morning, it kind of hit me when I was on my run and thinking about it, like taking stock of one year ago, the day we're recording this today is one year ago when you and I were frantically messaging each other on a Sunday, trying to figure out what to do, right? right? Do we close? Do we stay open? Do we do we just go into the office tomorrow and and then close? And it was just something that you and I had never encountered, never thought we would encounter, right? I was just in Seattle that week before, which at I that time that, was yeah. starting to be the epicenter and in a room with scientists, which was really weird. Think about that. And my, and my wife and some happened to be in New York that week too, which again, turned out to be the epicenter. So thinking about that, and then the year we've had has been just insane. Yeah, The ride we've been on both professionally and personally, of course, all of us, right? Not just you and me, you know, talking today, but everybody and everybody in our firm and sort of looking back and thinking, what are some of the lessons that we've taken away from this? What are some of the changes that right. we've seen both in kind of our lives personally and professionally in terms of the practice of law, in terms of our firm. And I, you know, I feel like there's like light at the end of this tunnel. There's like the sun is shining brighter. I feel, I just, I, yeah, you know, I don't know why. It's a newfound optimism. And I, and I too remember, I remember that Sunday so clearly and you and I talking about it and we weren't going to mandate it. We were going to tell people, if you want to come in, you can. Right. And then we decided that we needed to lead. I remember this yep. exact conversation. We said, we need to lead. We want people to stay home. We want people to stay safe. And so we need to just tell them, stay home, stay safe. And fortunately for us, we had the remote setup already in place. Yep. And so it was a seamless transition. The, the big thing, I think, was just the uncertainty of the whole thing. Yeah. And we not only did we not know what to expect, but we had no clue as to the duration. Like how long are we going to be out? I think everyone thought if it'd be a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Maybe a month or right. two, maybe right. a couple of months. We never thought it would be a year. No. Plus. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we learned a lot. You're right. It was a struggle for many. We're so fortunate. Yeah. We are so fortunate to have been able to preserve our business. Nobody was laid off. We didn't lose anyone. Fortunately, we had no severe health issues for anyone in our direct firm family. A few people got sick. And I know I know, we all know people who we lost. And I'm 
terribly sad about that. It's a horrible thing, but overall, we're fortunate. Yeah, I mean, at first couple months, right? I mean, this the stress of we've been through economic downturns, right? Which was we going thrive on, on those, <laughs> and we sort of thrive given our practice, right? But this was different. I mean, this was the world is shutting down. And so then the question is, okay, if the world's shutting down, courts are shut down, nothing is going to happen, right? Is anything going to move? Are our clients going to be able to pay? I mean, those are all the things that we were, I'm, I'm sure every firm right. was having these discussions and conversations. And right. what I sort of come to fast forward, but what I come to and I realized throughout the year is the, I marvel at the resilience of the people here that work for us. I marvel at the resilience of our children and the kids in our society and the fact that what they've been through. My kids in particular, I get to see up front, up close. But the fact that people have been able to adjust and move forward and get the job done and help people out is pretty remarkable. And I think people now, yeah, there were times when we had some struggles, right? People were struggling either individually or as this continued to go on and on and on. And then you had the spikes and you had in cases and you had all kinds of things that happened. And I think people were just getting sort of fed up. But man, I mean, we, as you said, fortunate and grateful for what we have and what we've done and um, what we've been able to come out with. And, you know, I think that 2020 is going to be a year that we can't, I mean, we're just never going to forget it. 2021. No, no, 2020 will be the year we will not forget, right? And to me, the date that we shut down, well, I will never forget it because it was March 13, particularly, that was the first day we were closed, right, as an office. And I remember being here pitching a case on the phone. Oh, you came in that day? I was here. Because we pitched a case. Right. I had to pitch a case over the phone. Right. And I was here and, you know, we were in the midst of, we just shut this. So nobody, maybe there were a couple other people here. I don't remember specifically, but I remember being here on the phone doing my pitch. Wow. I was unclear whether or not I, you know, I wanted to be quiet and all that stuff. So I came in, but anyway, fast forward, I, you know, not to dwell on the past and all that. I mean, again, fortunate and grateful for where we are. The light at the end of the tunnel is coming and it's getting brighter and brighter, I feel like, and we're getting closer and closer. And so let's look forward and figure out yeah. where we are and and what's going to happen or what may happen right. over the next year or two or whatever in terms of the economy, the market, the practice of law. And one of the things that you and I are doing is office space, right? right. Dealing with Bef- office space. Before we turn to the future, can we just reflect on like some lessons, you know? I, Absolutely. Because I, I think for me, you might agree with this, then the number one thing that we learned about this is technology and connectivity and things like that, we can overcome. You can practice law from anywhere, but the part that you can't really overcome over the phone is the human connection, yeah. the human interaction, the importance of mentorship and connectivity. And so, especially for younger people, and I think our kids are really susceptible to this, but young lawyers, new people, new employees coming out, Mm -hmm. the importance of mentorship and learning from close physical interactions in the office, standing around when you're, you know, in the kitchen and you're hearing about another case, people, you don't, Maybe it's a case you're not even involved in. You hear other people talking about it, but people you learn from those inter those were previously 
unimportant interactions have yeah. now become so important because they're gone. You don't get that anymore. And I think that I learned a lot about that. It's the time before when you arrive at a meeting and you're waiting and you're waiting for the other people and you're just kind of chit-chatting. Yeah. That chit-chat is so important. And same thing with court, you know? Yeah, so I agree with you. I mean, I think that initially, you know, everyone was, I mean, everyone just jumped in, right? Zoom and doing all that. And, and everyone got comfortable with it. And everyone said, oh, offices are going away. No one's going back to the office right. and all, you know, and, and everyone's going to be remote forever. And, but while I think that, especially you and I now are a lot more comfortable with people in a hybrid situation. I think we all are starting to realize what you just said, which is being back together in the human interaction on some level is just super important and cannot be replaced by a camera and a computer. That's not to say that Zoom hearings or meetings or things like that will not continue to occur in the future. Sure. I'm a proponent of them. And I think where we can do it and should do it, uh, they should continue. But I think that the office environment is not totally dead. I think that it is going to continue and thrive, albeit differently, right? Yeah, yeah. If you, we, you know, we have people, if you're a senior person that's been around their experience, they don't need the mentorship, right. they're autonomous, they can work remotely, it's kind of yep. easy. But at the lower, more junior levels, it's much more important to have that human connection. I agree that um, we will continue, and I hope we do have Zoom court hearings and Zoom meetings. I think business travel, presentations, there's a lot of, how many times have you and I jumped on a plane to go meet with a potential client in, yep. across the country? Most of those are going to happen via Zoom now, which is great. It's still not the same as when we walk into somebody's office and we're hanging out. Maybe we have a cup of coffee with them. That social part is gone. Yep. Or would be limited by Zoom interaction. You just are not going to do the same level of socialization. The same thing with court hearings. How many times do we reach settlements when we're at the courthouse sort of waiting for our hearing to come up. Those opportunities to interact informally with our opposing counsel or our colleagues are missed in a digital or a virtual environment. But I agree with you, and and you were talking about the office, getting back to the office. You and I had discussions about this in the fall multiple times. When do we reopen? Should we start going back? And there were a couple of people who were coming in throughout Mm -hmm. On our own, our office is small enough to handle, you know, a few people without having, while allowing for social distancing. And I was really resistant to coming back. I was like, I'm good. I work from home. I'm fine. And then I started coming back and I was like, wow, I really like this. And I, and I really appreciate the separation of my work life and my personal life more than I ever have. Yep. Because at home, when I was working from home, I was working, I couldn't shut it off. I would just work right up until the minute where my wife was saying, okay, dinner, 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 everyone's at the table and then finishing whatever it is I was working on. So I'm happy to be back in the office. I really am. I'm su- I was surprised at how happy I was yeah. to be back in the uh, office. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Again, not to say that there aren't benefits to working remotely um, here and there, or there are some people that will want to do it all the time that, you know, okay. But yeah, I too, I've been back a little bit longer than you, but I agree. The separation is great, but you know, there's times when, you know what, listen, I got to work at home today or in the morning or whatever and fine. Great. And we now know, right. That we can do do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I agree. And so it's a little bit better. And I do think that is something that, will help and is a a positive right of 2020 and and covid that will come out of it right. um and like you said zoom hearings 
Zoom mediations, some depositions, right. things like that. Is it better to be in person? I, sometimes, yes. Yeah, those side conversations. Would, uh, for a mediation, I would say 100%. Uh, well, but I will tell you, I've had some this year and, and some have been successful yeah. with being remote and stuff. Again, it just just depends on the dynamic, but there are some benefits for sure to being there in person. So, right. So in terms of the future, we've been looking at what do we do with office space and everybody yep. was saying offices are done. Let's, you, you mentioned that before. I think you and I recognize that we need an office. We need a physical space. Mm-hmm. There is still a need for congregation, <laughs> having our people together. Most of the office, I think, prefers to work in an office environment. Right. And especially if we're in growth mode, which we have been for, you know, since the beginning, adding new people, there is a need to have physical interaction. Yeah, for sure. And look, we're not a firm or business that has, you know, multiple locations. We don't have multiple floors. We don't have that where you can just say, all right, you know what? We have three floors. We only need one or one and a half, and right. we're going to rotate our teams in and out and all that stuff. We, we don't have that. So it's a little bit different for us than maybe some other businesses. And the office market, as we've seen, is flooded with space. I mean, there's a lot of space, both in the direct market from whether it be buildings themselves, trying to lease space or selling space right. to subleases, right? I mean, we've seen a bunch of that on the right. market too. And I think that's probably just getting started as more and more businesses kind of reassess, it's less about not having a footprint, as you said, and more about what kind of footprint are we going to have, right? right? The size and then the makeup and the design of the office. And that's one of the things that we're looking at, right? How much space do we take? And then what does that space look like? And the design of that space to make sure that our people feel safe and comfortable going forward, even if we're vaccinated and all that. I mean, our our mentalities have changed. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think what we're building in is something that we've learned from the pandemic, and that is the importance of flexibility. Yeah. You know, and flexibility on how you work, where you work, when you work. And we saw that with several of our employees. Some yep. of them just could not get work done during normal business hours because of their kids or whatever. And so we adjusted schedules. People worked at night or you know, whenever it is that they were available. And yeah. so, and how we work, it's the same thing. I think you're going to need in a new office environment, more private offices, but also more open spaces <laughs> for people to interact and they can in- interact together, but farther apart. And for example, one of the things we looked at is a conference room with individual tables that you can spread apart with more flexibility, bigger conference rooms. So there's more space. People don't feel as crowded. So there's so many different components to this. The other thing as we look forward to the future is the economic climate. You know, we try to predict the economic climate. Everyone was predicting and, and including us flood of bankruptcies and insolvencies and we did see that in 2020 we were we were busy in mm. in 2020 and i think ever but we expected it to explode at the end of 2020 and the yeah. beginning of 2020 on and what we saw was in q4 of 2020 was a, an increase but then in q1 of 2021 now bankruptcies are on the decline and so there's great debates about, are we going to see it or yeah. are we not going to see it? And I think you and I have talked about this, that we will still see filings, just maybe not as wide scale and across sectors. 
you know, I think retail will still succumb. Yeah. So hotels yeah. are still going to have a hard time for some time. Yeah, you could read any number of articles on any given day by quote unquote experts that the apocalypse is coming and the bankruptcies are coming or they're not coming and it's going to be across the board or it's going to be certain sectors. I agree with you. I mean, I, there's going to be, there's a lag, right? There's, when we look back to when we were around seven and 08, the flood of bankruptcies did not occur right away. There were some and they started, but then it was really nine and 10, where there was really a flood, if you kind of look back at what happened. And so I think that's from what I've read and what I've seen, I mean, that, that is likely to happen here. I think people were hanging on. I think lenders and landlords, rightfully so, were stepping back a little bit and not enforcing as much of their rights or were renegotiating where they could to keep tenants in place. Um, but at some point, the debts that were deferred are going to come due. Right. And Restaurants been decimated, unfortunately. A lot of the small local restaurants, you know, took a hit. You know, I love seeing local restaurants and I love seeing the ones that are thriving now, thankfully. But hopefully more will be allowed to stay in business and, right. and be helped. And retail as well. And real estate will take a hit, but a lot of the real estate now is owned by companies or investment firms that have lots resources, of cash and resources. Right. Yeah. So... That may not be as bad, but they'll be vacant. Right. I mean, there's going to be a lot of vacancies as we've seen. Right, so think, We've seen a lot of that. Yeah, I think I agree. And I think with insolvencies, bankruptcies, I think they tend to have a, there's a domino effect. You see the big players fall yeah. and then, you know, people forget about the impact that it has on on their creditors. And so the, yep. the reliant industries follow, you know, if you see uh, a big retailer or a movie theater chain, file though well, then there's an impact on mall operators mm -hmm. and then there's an impact on the retailers who are in those malls that rely upon those anchor tenants and so there tends to be um, a domino and effect and we'll still see some of that don't forget the travel industry as well which is huge down here in miami of course and there's the trickle down which you were referencing which is for example airlines right the airlines thankfully and i know american airlines just rescinded their furloughed to 13,000 employees based upon the passage of the COVID relief bill, which is great. And I think the travel industry is going to slowly come back, but American Airlines is massive as an example, right? Any airline, but think about all of the businesses that support, they rely upon them, yeah. not just the airline industry, but the travel industry. Those sure. are usually, usually as you get further and further down or smaller and smaller, sure. and it's very hard for them to survive and thrive. Same um, thing with the cruise industry. Cruise I mean, industry, we have, yeah. We have clients that, that book travel, that are travel agencies that yeah. are relying on the cruise industry. We've, we've talked to hotels. There are hotels that are designated specifically for yep. the crew. They're close to the ports in, yeah. in South Florida, especially. The point I was going to make was that yeah. Miami, in some respects, has a unique economy because right now, as we're rolling out of this pandemic, we're also seeing this flood of migration here yep. from New York, California, Illinois, all these places where people are moving here. And I think that's helping prop up a lot of the small businesses, the restaurants, the economic climate, the real estate market. Yeah. So I, it's really, we're in a really unique time here in South Florida. Yeah. And I think that's a great point because I think that whereas in 08 and 9 and 10, you had, it was really real estate and certain, mm -hmm. you know, limited to that by and large and other sectors that were around that. 
Here you've got it obviously uh, more wide ranging in terms of the sector, but it could be geographic, right? Like yeah. you said, if you sure. have migration and it may right. not be out of state, it may be outside. Like for example, New York City, I know is is having a hard time and it may take a little bit longer and, and other cities, more densely populated cities like that. So it may be more geographic in terms of that too, the pain than be. People this could feeling. be a time when we see some fallout with municipalities and chapter nines yeah. flowing yes. from the movement, yeah. but they all some of them rely upon real estate taxes and sales taxes and other, you know, revenue sources that have diminished. Well, and they were already behind as a result of COVID right. Right. because of the resources that were required right. for their communities. Thankfully, I think there was Definitely funding in the, co the, the COVID new. relief bill that was just passed, that'll get them some help. But it's going to take a while for those budgets to get right again, right. both at the municipality level, but also at the state levels. And so I think we're going to see some of that. I agree with you. This is going to be fallout that it's not going to be immediate. The economy may be coming back. And I, I don't view <laughs> Wall Street as the economy. I, I think right. everyone would agree with that uh, by and large. And so I think that the true economy is probably coming and it's it's moving and there are still people feeling a lot, a lot of pain and it's going to take a really long time. Right. But this, I think, this latest this stimulus, I think, is going to help dramatically. It's going to help. And I think you said it before, people are starting to feel and see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I talked about how what was propping up the economy in 2020 was the three S's, surprise, sympathy, and stimulus. Yeah. And now I think it's the V, you know, vaccination. Yeah. People yep. are enthusiastic about that, the vaccination. They're feeling better, starting to book trips, you know, yep. vacations for the summer and the fall. Those that have resources want to utilize them. Mm -hmm. They want to get outside or actually what's ironic is they want to get inside. People want to be inside other people's homes and inside restaurants and inside movie theaters and inside shopping malls and things like that. And so I think we will see that. And the question is, how long does it last? Is it geographically limited? Yeah. And what is insulated or not insulated from that? Yeah. And the one thing, the one thing I'll add is I think that there could be some as at any time, but perhaps more now, uh, strategic filings, right? You've got debt that may have built up. Sure. Uh, you've got a business that says, you know, okay, I can open again or I'm open again and I'm thriving, but I've got this debt that I need to restructure. Right. They could take advantage of the expansion of the debt limit under the subchapter five right. bankruptcy that the CARES Act, you know, extended it from two and a half million to seven and a half million. And I think that's been extended. It's not yet. It's been it's, proposed. It's supposed right? to sunset at the end of this month. But if, right. if there is a proposal to extend it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully for businesses that, you it know, there will be. But perhaps some businesses that would not fall under the debt limit two and a half million. Now at seven and a half million, maybe they'll take advantage of a subchapter five bankruptcy filing. But I do think that there's you'll see more. The, just the question is: Is the stimulus enough? And does the economy yeah. come back fast enough for people, individuals, and businesses to to avoid right. you know, the necessity of having right. to file? And, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's it's going to be a more nuanced recovery and a new, more nuanced increase in bankruptcy. So for example, real estate, residential, high-end real estate is up and through the roof. Booming. Office, the office market is on the decline. Industrial is up and they're expecting occupancy and, and rents to increase. Yep. So that we have all, and you know, malls are down. So there's there's not a, a uniformity within any industry. And so there's going to be some fallout. And so hopefully everyone's prepared for it. We are.
Yep. And it's going to be an interesting ride in 2021, hopefully very different than 2020. <laughs> yeah. The big thing for me, I'm yeah. hoping that our kids can get back to life yeah. as you know, normal life, graduations yeah. in school, in class, learning yeah. and socialization like they had it. Because uh, yeah, for me, my 52nd or my 51st year yeah. are not as important to our kids. No, Fif no. Our, 15th, yeah. 16th, 18th, those years are... Yeah, critical. I agree. And and we won't know, obviously, the psychological toll and not to get into all that. There is definitely, and all of us, but the kids in particular, what are they going to think 10, 20 years from now as they look back and what happened and the impact on them in terms of their lives? So I agree with you. I, I really do hope that there's, we're starting to see it and I hope it continues down that path to some level of normalcy. And hopefully the fall, we can all pray that come fall, Kids can start school normal everywhere right. and get our lives back. And as we look towards this light at the end of the tunnel, we also want to reflect and remember those who've lost anyone yep. during this pandemic. And our thoughts are, are with you. Absolutely. Agreed. Thank you all for listening. Nelson, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Nelson. For more information on this show and other resources, visit fastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram at Fast Amron.